This makes you like the the. <laughs> we've sat down with you more than anyone else, uh, any other guest on the show. Oh, that's true. See, it's all. It's always. I'm so happy to win. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that because I needed to win this podcast. <laughs> um, no, that's so cool. Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Jerome. And I'm Kenyon. This week, we continue our conversation with the brilliant Daphne Gale and talk about her finished album. We talked to Daphne about what it's like to take songs from thoughts in your head into real things that other people can hear and even see perhaps what comes next. Hello there. Hello. Hey. <laughs> we're back. Thing on? And Mom? we're always back, as I love to say. Oh, it's um, on. But we're back with a very exciting guest. It is Daphne. Ooh. Daphne is back once more. Hey, um, hey. For a third round. We were just talking about how, in listening back to the previous. Uh, episodes that you've done, um, or the previous times that we've recorded, uh, I feel like we get a lot of, like, there's a lot of checking in day-to-day about stuff, and then there's, like, time capsule level, like, oh, here's something that I wrote when I was in middle school that, like, you know, feels distant but not but familiar but whatever to how I feel now. But Mm -hmm. I feel like a several-month jump is... Strange. I feel like that's just not a yeah. a length of time that we often check in about. Definitely not because because it's so hard to um, to actually be removed enough from your former self. Yeah, I feel there's like a the middle school and the high school phenomenon of oh look at me I was so small right yeah a couple months is weird. Um, and I do a horrible job in general of track, of keeping track of my life or um, journaling. I don't really journal sure. frequently, and I wish I did. Um, and so, yeah, photos are the best I have to really... And every once in a while, I guess when I was little, I did those little write-a-letter-to-yourself things, but that was always a year, a year's time. Okay. Did you ever do those? It would be like the last day of fifth grade, and your teacher sat you all down, and you had to write a letter to yourself for the first day of sixth grade or something. Sure. I did one for like five years. That's... And I got it in the mail a couple summers ago. And I was like, what <gasps> is this? That's wild. That it was like, someone crazy. was like, write this down and we'll mail it to you. Like when the time comes. And it was, it, let's just say <laughs> growth. Let's say growth. <laughs> did you, did you appreciate what you got? I actually really did. Um, because it just brought me back to that time where I was like, oh, I've done a lot of the things I said I wanted to do in the last five years. Oh, cool. Like, I love that. It, it was like, oh, Kenyon, you've been like, even though it doesn't sometimes feel like it, it's like you've actually been making <laughs> good on some of the promises 
not all of the promises, but some of the promises that you wanted to keep mm-hmm. to yourself. Um, but <laughs> but it's also it's just very funny. Yeah. To see what like what mattered to me then and what matters now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's that's the closest I can think of in terms of experience of looking back and forward and trying to do that at the same time. Um, but that's why this is so cool. It's such a gift um, to to look back at a couple months ago and and be so embarrassed by what I said. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, let's get into it. The reason for the season, Daphne. You, <laughs> when people are listening to this, you will have just released. You're on the verge of releasing a truly fabulous album. Like we, Kenny and I have both listened to it and <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. It's oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's, it's, I'm going to struggle for words throughout this entire thing because it really <laughs> is, it's, it's stunning. I wish I'd been with you right after listening just so I could have been like, just so uh, you could have seen yeah. my face. Oh, wow. <laughs> thank you. Um, it's, uh, so everyone listening, please go listen to it right now. Please listen to this record. Yes, no matter. No matter, yeah. Um, it's, I still feel too close and too far at this point um, <laughs> mm. to say anything, anything that makes sense. So I'll do my best. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's also been, I, I don't know if I'll ever feel the full effect of it being done because it was done in so many different ways over the past couple months. Um, And so I'm really excited about um, the eventual release date and the opportunity to perform it uh, sort of in its entirety um, on the same weekend. So that'll be cool. Wow. Yeah. Did you start out knowing that you wanted... To be like a, a album that you could tour with or, or perform live. That was the original intention. The original idea was super low expect. It, okay, the original idea was I have all these songs. I want to record them in a way that I feel comfortable and confident performing them live, either with one other person or by myself. And that's how I pitched it to Chris who is a producer and collaborator uh, on the project. And that's what we agreed on. And that's not what we made because <laughs> we, because <laughs> uh, we, you know, figured out a situation that gave us two whole months to be recording and working with other people in New Mexico and um, sort of let our imaginations run wild. And we also had, all these months in between the time when the songs were written and when we actually got to New Mexico, uh, that gave us both the space to get really, really excited about concept. Um, (laughs) And so I think that's where all the frills and bells and whistles around the story and narrative arc came to be. I I don't want to get too far from the touring question because it is yeah I think there's a lot more to talk about but I even as you were (laughs) as you were saying like designed it to be a thing that I could do myself or with one other person I you really were stringing me along because I was like oh my god how how is she gonna (laughs) perform some of these things with (laughs) one other person um I don't know if I was surprised I don't know I if it was because I was not expecting it or just based on some of the singles that you had released that there were just some of the songs that like 
really get into this big rock and roll place um, that like I came out of left field for me and that I so love, like that were so cool to me. Um, And I would love to hear more about where that kit, like where in the process that started to creep in, because it sounds like that wasn't the intention from the beginning. So is that like a recording stage thing? Is that a mixing? And you're like, oh, maybe we should do it really big. Yeah. So I think, like I said, these songs sort of begin and end as, or, or this project is at its heart an acoustic project. And so there's a lot, what I think I'm most proud of that we captured is this middle ground between intimacy and depth. Um, and so it's, and I, I think it reflects, hopefully, me being in my room writing these and also dreaming of what I can sound like or what these songs could sound like. And we tried to capture and create moments in and around and between those two places. Um, so I think it is very much an album about travel and about dreams in that way. In, in essence, traveling is, is not reality. And so the line between travel and dream and reality is sort of the play and where we were playing with. Um, sure. And so, yeah, we really tried to, in recording the album, um, give each song what it needed and what it wanted. And I had some of these tunes that I wrote basically all of the songs by myself as acoustic, you know, just me and the guitar, and then had all these grand ideas for if and when I could ever get people or a band together to make it sound like XYZ, Elliot Smith, Radiohead, you know, St. Vincent. Um, yeah. That would be sick. But I was like, you know, it's probably not going to happen. Um, and yet the world sort of started to become remote at just the right time. Um, and I also am lucky to know and work with so many amazing musicians that are capable of, of really pulling off a band feel without rehearsing in person. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, there, there were a couple of moments where we were like, let's just go for it and try it. Um, and ended up calling in musicians to add layers and layers. And hopefully, oh, it feels so good to hear you say that these songs feel full because there were moments that we were really excited about filling up. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to honestly give it away for people who haven't heard it yet, but there are there are just a couple moments of really amazing payoff Yeah, in listening to it. It's like, for me, it's definitely an album that it's like, it's hard to just like pick out a track. It's like, well, no, I want to go back and hear like this into the interlude, into the other thing yeah. afterwards. And then you're just like, okay, actually hit play from the beginning and like, <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> um, to get the 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 bigger moves. Um, it's, uh, uh, oh, it's just good. It's so good. That makes me so happy to hear. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's something that works in and out of context. Um, mm. But we just got so excited. I got so excited about the story as a whole and connecting all these different pieces. Um, so hopefully it's the type of thing that you can appreciate the brushstrokes, but understand them as brushstrokes and, and you know, walk slowly backwards and see the full the full thing too. Yeah. Are, are there things that you are f- 
finding now, obviously this is a project you've been working on for a long time. These are songs you've been working with for a long time. Are there things that are like through lines that you're seeing for the first time now at this stage of the project? Oh, good question. Um, Yeah, I, um, I think there are general mood swings that I, that I didn't realize I'd created. Um, I always envisioned this section in the middle that felt funny. And so I was using, I kept on use, like referring it to that as the funny section um, because it is sort of, there's like a stretch of tunes that are more upbeat or more playful in different ways. And yeah. I was talking to Chris the other day about it and he was like, oh yeah, during the heavy section. And I was like, Whoa. what? Um, he was like, <laughs> you know, that's the realist section. Um, and I guess it's this stress, stretch of three songs that sort of talk about the realist shit. And I, in doing that, didn't realize that I was sort of coupling it with the most lighthearted music as, I don't know, mm-hmm. some way of sure. twisting it. But that that's come up for me sort of recently. And I stepped back and I was like, oh, what would my therapist have to say about that one? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's that. And there's also just our use of um, sound design and when when that plays a role in carrying through songs and, um, and when it doesn't has been interesting to track. Or, or like, I, I think in the process of sound designing and using samples for this project, I was thinking of it on a song-by-song basis and didn't um, realize that there were, like, whole sections where I don't want to give it away. Um, (laughs) No, I'll be specific. Um, Basically, I lay off the sound samples and the outside music up until Fault Plains for a little while. And I think without realizing it, that was an intentional choice to bring myself back to a place of relative silence and and focus on or try to get to the heart of the songs before cluttering up or before getting overwhelmed with everything that was going on. As you get to look at it as now a full, like you can hold it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, digitally. Totally. <laughs> but still, it's like the, the, the kind of transformation, but from like, I have this thing that exists literally only inside my mind when and if I can think about it, to there's a whole thing out there. There's an object that has life of its own. As it, you know, approaches that second space, how do you feel like it it sits within other major works that you've done? Um, yeah. your, like your like previous albums or EPs, um, your previous show. How does it like in the narrative of you know Daphne as artist? Mm. What is what's happening? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good and hard question. I think. <sighs> wow. I'm really proud of it. I'm really very proud of it. And I think it's different. I think it's different and closer to closer to my voice in a way that I haven't been in a while. And that's part of why I'm so proud of it. Uh, it's also way more indulgent in terms of production and way more ambitious in terms of production than any of the projects I've done before. And that feels like a really 
cool and important step to be taking um, as production plays so much, such a big part in the way people understand and consume music these days and the way I understand the things I hear. There's just like an element of world building that I feel I really neglected or, or didn't prioritize in the first album I wrote. And then the next largest scale project I've worked on before this was Above the Noise, which was a live theater performance piece. And so all the world building happened in the context of the set and the interplay between, you know, the players and the dialogue and that stuff. Um, So, yeah, the world building was just happening in a different way. And um, I got to work on it with with a director. And so it was just a completely different process. But this has been very much a challenge and a thrill of what are you hearing? What are you feeling? How do you make that come to life? there's that there's also I think the songwriting is just different it's simpler I don't know if I said this last time or the first time but it's really been the challenge of this past year moving forward for me as a songwriter to just keep on simplifying and don't overcomplicate what I'm trying to say and just be honest and be vulnerable um, because I think that's my greatest strength so I just love this. <laughs> <laughs> just taking a moment to love everything right now. Okay, earlier you th- you threw out some uh, like sonic references when you're talking about you know bands, yeah, um, and you know how how live could this album be, um, and that kind of could transition us, Jerome, into this oh, game, into a little game. game? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, let's um, do it, Daphne. I'm unaware of how much you've looked into this, but uh, you are a person who releases music. You've released several singles off of this album already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotify has created Daphne Gale Radio. <gasps> Do you know this? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I did know this. Well, I don't know if I listened to the radio, but I've okay. seen the similar artist section. Oh, okay. I got such so an there- ego when I looked at that. <laughs> When I saw so Joni Mitchell, a, okay. I there's a play, no, this is this is good. There's a playlist of songs that Spotify has has curated. I don't know how they do this. Uh, surely it's talent based only. So people who are of equivalent talent to yours. Um, <laughs> okay. And so there are many many songs of yours <laughs> and songs of of many other artists. Uh, and so what I've done is picked some songs off of the playlist. <gasps> But I've also uh, created just to picked myself some songs that might that you might think would be on the playlist. Oh wow! So you and Kenyon are going to compete. Oh. There will be three rounds, uh, and I'm going to name four songs, and you have to tell me which one is not on the Daphne Gale Radio playlist. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. All right. This is the first one. <laughs> no cheating. Uh, <laughs> No cheating. I, I, I literally don't know anything about this. Okay. Um, I said that because I thought to cheat, and I was like, I'm not going to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> you are a woman after my own heart because I love to cheat. I love to play a game and cheat. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, first round. Uh, four songs are Strawberry Fields Forever, The Beatles, mm-hmm. Try a Little Tenderness, Otis Redding, Motion Sickness, Phoebe oh. Bridgers, and I Get Around, The Beach Boys. Daphne, you go first. Um, what were the first two? Otis Redding and 
Otis Redding, Try a Little Tenderness, Strawberry Fields Forever, The Beatles. Then Motion Sickness and I Get Around. I'm going to go crazy and hope and pray that Motion Sickness (laughs) isn't on the playlist. Okay. Kenyon, what say you? I don't know. Um, (laughs) I might actually, I might say, I might say Otis Redding. Oh, but that's that's my answer. We'll see what happens. (laughs) That is one point for Daphne. Motion Sickness is not on the playlist. (laughs) However, I get around and try Little Tenderness. That's the playlist that I want to be a part of. You're lying. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing, yeah. (laughs) Okay, round two. We have Rhiannon, Fleetwood Mac, Walk on the Wild Side, Lou Reed, Little Wing, Jimi Hendrix, and it's not living if it's not with you, the 1975. Kenyon, you first. <laughs> oh my gosh. I well, I love, I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> I love, wait, oh, wait. This is so difficult. <laughs> Jerome. <laughs> Rhiannon, Fleetwood Mac, Walk on the Wild Side, Lou Reed, Little Wing, Jimi Hendrix, It's Not Living If It's Not With You, the 1975. I'm going to go with Lou Reed. Okay. I was Daphne? also going to say Lou Reed, but should I spice it up? Let's say um, <laughs> uh, the 1975. Daphne, that's another point. <laughs> another point for Daphne. You know. You love... are well familiar wow. with your oh, wow. contemporaries. I'm okay. shocked. <laughs> Last one, just for fun, because Daphne has already won the game. Uh, <laughs> we have Big Yellow Taxi, Joni Mitchell, Georgia, Emily King, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, and 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, Paul Simon. What was the third one again? Ain't No Mountain High Enough, <laughs> Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. I'm We've got go Big with, Yellow Taxi, yeah. Georgia, and 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. I'm going to go with Marvin Gaye. Okay. I too am going to go with that. That is on the playlist. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, Georgia, Emily King is the one oh, that I put that in. was good on you, though, Jerome. So I was like, <laughs> not of course, but that that I hear, definitely. Wow. My ego just grew five, five <laughs> sizes in the past two minutes. That's really nice. Perfect. That was our goal. <laughs> Thanks. That was Thanks, the goal Jim. all along. <laughs> oh. Um, what a great playlist. That was, yeah. BRB, like, downloading that right now. Yeah. Good <laughs> stuff. <too. laughs> Real good stuff in there. Thanks, Spotify. For, like, one thing. This one time. Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> the one time. <laughs> Otherwise, we're not on good terms. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay, there there are questions that we asked you at each point the last few times that we spoke. Yeah. Uh, the last few times that we recorded. And so... Let's get back into some of those questions and see how they're doing. So the first, also, we love to say, oh, yes, there are three questions. Of course, each question is a (laughs) multi-part, like A, B, C, D. So, (laughs) you know, answer them as you you feel called. Mm -hmm. Uh, This first question, Slate, is at this point in the process, where are you getting momentum and excitement and the drive to continue from? Yeah. So at this point... Songs are mixed and mastered and sent off to be put in the world. And (laughs) the album cover's done. And I'm getting momentum from, first of all, from thanking all the people who are part of the project. I, this is silly, maybe, but um, 
I just think it's really important to encapsulate the chapter in, in the right way and also show my undying gratitude for all the people who are part of it. So I've been like going in on this little care package for people who were involved. And oh. um, yeah, I spent a while at a paper store today with um, a really <laughs> cute guy who was helping me figure out the right like envelopes okay. <laughs> for, <Yes>. for these <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was fun. And um, so <laughs> just trying to access my craftiness in that way. But I guess what I'm getting at is um, figuring out the look and feel of this project beyond just the sonic the sonic entity has been mm. exciting, um, especially as I go into the phase of promoting it and sharing it with people and telling the story beyond just what it sounds like and giving people the actual music to listen to. Um, I'm also getting so much momentum, or I'm just getting super excited to perform these songs live with yeah. some and or all of the people who I played it with both in person and remotely because I get to do that soon. <laughs> and I've already done it a little bit. I was out in Colorado for, I was out in Colorado a couple months ago touring and I was playing a lot of these songs on the album by myself, which felt really weird and really good, sort of as a testament to the fact that I can play them live by myself if I want to. At the same time, it's so nice to play music with people. And it's so nice to play these songs with people, especially with my dear friend, collaborator, producer Chris, who dreamed this whole thing up with me. So <laughs> that's really sick. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to get some closure around this project as well so that I can keep thinking about the, the next phase of music making. I want us to continue with the repeat questions, but just as you were saying, thanking the people who have worked on it, um, and as we were throwing some shade to Spotify earlier, Kenny and I have been talking about how, like, you know, when you used to get a physical album, you could look in the liner notes and everyone would be credited on what they did on every song. Right. And now that, like, is not a thing that exists in the same way. Like, yes. everyone could be credited as, credited as an artist, but that is not quite the same thing. And there's, like, place to put in, like, writing and producing, but that's also not the same thing as, like, this person, like, played a guitar on my song and should be credited for that. Um, and yeah. I have noticed that on your Instagram, you have been putting up more credits for for the tracks that have been released. Can mm -hmm. you talk about, like... And I just think that's really cool. I don't know yeah. if you have anything to say more about it, but I think totally. that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a really important part of the process to me. I, that's just a really important part of music making to me it's such a myth that someone goes into the woods and writes an album and comes out with no one else yeah. having touched it justin vernon <laughs> maybe did that maybe didn't but that's like the one time it's ever happened and i don't know why everyone focuses on it um it takes a village it really does and for me to promote the music as a creation of my soul making is not true and also way less fun because I had so much fun making these songs with the people that I got to make them with. So um, it's important to me that those people are acknowledged and in a fun way. So yeah, I always try to, or I, I make a point of posting on Instagram a credit page for every single I release. And for the album itself, Chris and I sort of talked about it um, and I 
ultimately decided to go maximalist in terms of the crediting on Spotify because it's so weird. And like you said, you can have a producer and a writer, but some people don't check that. And then you can sort of have a featured artist or not or a a primary artist. And I just wish there were liner notes. But since there aren't, um, I credited or I have listed a lot of people who played instruments on individual songs as primary or featured artists. So a lot of these tunes, as you'll read them, have multiple names listed. And I think that's fun because it's it's not just me. It's, it's a lot of people who are super talented who are part of this. And, and I'm flattered that I get to have their names on my projects. So, yeah. Yeah. Moving to the... To the second kind of repeat checking question. Yeah. Um, what is, you know, the number one thing on your mind right now or what's guiding you, you know, as you, as you continue? Yeah. Hmm. Again, I'm excited about this show because I'm excited about the album release show because it's the first, it's going to be the first attempt at telling the full story or a version of the full story that we did on the album uh, with a full-ish band. And yet it's also going to be different because I have different singers backing me up and uh, different instrumentation for, for many of the tunes. And so I think it'll be a cool challenge to embody and, and yet still uh, bring new life into something that is still brand new for so many people. Because, like, that's the weird thing. I already find myself being like, ooh, but what if we actually made this bridge twice as long? And then I have to sort of zoom out and be like, oh, people don't even know how the song sounds originally. You can't start changing it already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's so I'm always so curious to hear when people who are small and independent and, like, you know, aren't, Sell, aren't selling out huge stadiums, like, are still introducing their music to people? Like, mm-hmm. how much do you think about, oh, I I want to perform the, like, the 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 bass version or the version that you're going to hear when you put it on or, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think playing with a band definitely helps narrow down those choices. Playing with a band, at least in the moment, narrows down your ability to go off the path of what the song sounds like. Uh, and so especially now that there's this recorded music that I can hand to people and say, learn this, it's just altogether smoother if we play something that's closer in structure to what exists in the recordings. Um, That being said, I have a lot of fun playing by myself and switching things up at the last minute to sort of catch myself by surprise. Um, (laughs) And so I think then when I'm playing with a full band... I do want to stick to how the recordings sound because it's such an interesting timestamp of of what those songs are and were. And then the excitement comes from just like bringing a different sort of delivery to yeah. that thing that's frozen in time digitally, at least. Um, emotionally, it's not. So Maybe that brings us to the third question, which is what is the hardest part of it at this stage? Or what what part still feels like, or what part right now is feeling like work? Mm. Yeah. Uh, It's hard to feel 
limited in my creativity around the project. Which maybe sounds obnoxious, but I feel the most equipped to be creative and share myself as a musician and a songwriter. And so that's what I did for this project. And now I can't really do that anymore, but I still get to and have to share it in other ways. And so it becomes way more about the visual elements and the content that I'm posting to social media and the uh, way that I talk about it when I meet someone and, and invite them to check it out uh, and things like that. So, so yeah, it's, it's tricky to get to a place where it doesn't feel like I'm disassociating from the project just because I have to communicate it as a package rather than be in the process of making it. That's really great to hear someone just put words to, actually. Mm. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard that said, but that resonates. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I've seen a lot of people try to, or I've been in phases where I don't consider that this part of the process creative because, you know, it's not fun and it's not super glamorous um, to be posting pictures and and asking people to pre-save and yeah it's not it's not that cute um but it's it's also important and it's in a in an age where we have just so much content being thrown at us all the time it takes a lot of persistence to get people to notice a thing i know i've sat on projects of my friends and of artists that i love once they've come out just because i you know it like we get content fatigue. At the same time, I'm super proud of this project and I think it will and can resonate with people in a way that that motivates me to do the work that it takes to share it. I mean, to hop on the sharing train. Yeah, everybody go listen to this, please. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but, oh, we were talking about the creativity around that. Yeah, that's a part of the creative process, right? Um, sure. But it's like meta storytelling, I guess. Because you have to like zoom out and be like, this is why this is cool and or relevant. Um, mm. Or why you can yell along to it or why you can cry <laughs> to it or whatever you want to do. Um, the the storytelling just really, in listening to the album, really comes through for me. Um, I think that there's a lot of, you know, and not, not that this is a bad thing, but I think that there's a lot of uh, music that is... is in the same or in a similar genre neighborhood that like is less interested in telling a story and is more interested in like, like pinpointing a specific feeling or emotion, Mm. which again, there is nothing wrong with that. But the, the way that the album really takes you like it, it is an album about travel and like it, one travels when listening to the album. And I think that that's, that's so cool. Like, I mean, talk about like meta storytelling. Like that's that's amazing. You really you really did that. Oh, thank you. That's so <laughs> nice to hear. I've always thought about my favorite records are what I call destination records. The records that really pick you up in one place and drop you off in another. And mm. I love those because it requires a certain type of listening. You know, it's not just chop your veggies and turn on, you know, turn on the music sort of listening. Um, 
But for car rides, I guess that's part of it. For car rides, those are my favorite types of records to listen to. And those were the types of records I was listening to as I made all these crazy long car rides um, over the past year. And so it all sort of started to feel right and and essential to, to talk about travel and create a travel guide or travel log. Mm. I mean, as you talk about, you know, just your real life experience through making it the traveling that you were doing while, mm-hmm. you know, over the last, over the last year, you know, how does, has the making of it dropped you off to use some of your language, like dropped you off in a new place? Like you're, you know, in a new phase of sharing this project, how, I don't know, how have you changed? That's a hard question to answer, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me how you've changed yeah. after making this album. Um, what is the real question here that I'm asking? No, yeah, it's, whew, it's heavy, but let's see. Um, I always think about this thing I learned in my freshman year psychology class in college um, about the fundamental attribution error. So the error is that we think we behave based on our attitudes when really our attitudes are governed by our behavior. And so I think in a lot of ways, this project is an example of that because I had not actually done that much travel before coming up with the concept of the Mm -hmm. album, but I was like, no matter. Um, And in, in fantasizing and romanticizing this project, ended up setting myself on a year-long path of living in a way that was so different from how I've lived the past 20 years of my life. I, in this past year, have not spent more than a month and a half or two months in the same city. Wow. And that's crazy. (laughs) That's really (laughs) crazy, for me at least. And in doing that, I got to meet a lot of new people and make a lot of music with different people and see a lot of different ways that people approach life and sort of narrow down what is essential for me because I couldn't bring everything along, obviously. Or so I guess I learned what was necessary for me to feel like myself in terms of literal things, articles of clothing. Um, And then what was essential for me to feel like myself in terms of who I want to keep in touch with and what I want my days to consist of when there's so little regularity. So that's been a huge learning curve for me. And so again, I think making this project and having this project is actually what has created the attitude. And I had to make it first and tell those stories in order to believe them about myself rather than the inverse. So I have become a person who's way more comfortable and excited about spending time alone and being in a quiet place so that I can hear myself and my own thoughts. I'm also someone who advocates for what I am and what I need. And I don't know how many of those things were as true before putting them into words and then into music and then onto recordings. But I think it took making them to hear it back and then sort of prove it to myself. 
It's all very self-indulgent. Um, <laughs> but, but that's the that's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, it's not all. I mean, like you're you're out here sharing that now with us. And right. I, I feel very lucky that I, you know, I I know you and get to have this conversation. But that the feelings that you were just talking about, I feel like really come through at the end of the album, listening to Sweet Creature. And it's like, yeah, and it feels all right. Like this is that you're I feel like you are communicating that to the people who are listening, regardless of, you know, whether they are you or they know you or they're, you know, they're somewhere else and they're just mm. listening. Um, thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'm I'm just altogether more confident in sharing my music because I hadn't done that in a while, especially in the pandemic. Yeah. It was not possible to in a lot of ways. And so as I've emerged with this project recorded and these songs that I can play, I've been doing that and it feels really good. And I hadn't done that in a while because I used to play way more in a band setting. Yeah, so I, I guess that's that's a difference too yeah i mean it it very much as you're telling it now to you know we're all always working on ourselves and like becoming the people that we want to be etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. and like to work on a solo work and like work on creating that the way that you want it to be and for like then that the way that you're working on yourself is reflective of that makes a lot of sense and actually like feels like an exercise that everyone should do like that that feels like a like productive isn't the right right word because it's not about producing but like like it, it just feels like a very effective way to think about okay what like what actually do i find valuable or what do i totally. aspire to yeah. create or aspire to to be and then like having a a a thing a system a project to work on that like is that manifested? Yeah, totally. And the more the more I take time to sit alone or sit with myself and figure out what I want to work on and, and focus on or what I want to create, what I want to invest my time in, sometimes that is a solitary thing. But the more I do that, the more I end up gravitating towards and intersecting with people that align with those types of values and goals. So there is that funny interplay of the personal work it takes to find and surround yourself by the right people. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still such an introvert. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, um, I certainly want to take the opportunity to shout out some of my favorite tracks on the album. Um yay. Thanks, Apollo. I had already heard, had already come out, but that is my number. Thanks, Apollo <laughs> is my, uh, that really is great. Um, and uh, to also have read like what you wrote about it on Instagram, I think is great. So certainly I would ask people to check that out. Um, Day Job is so cool. Day Job is very cool. And then Fault Planes, I just love. So those mm-hmm. are like, those are the ones that I'm shouting out. <laughs> oh. Shout out Kenyon on Daytime. <laughs> so wild to hear. So cool to hear. I mean, it's amazing. I can't believe. I feel very honored. Oh, to- we had, there's, there's a great big question. 
Which right. is that Down Jacket is not on this yes. final released version mm. of the album. Yeah. Is there, do you have anything to, to share on, <laughs> on Down Jacket? I do. I do. Um, yeah, this was the first track that we recorded, Chris and I, and we recorded it all remote. And it was the first of this body of work that we wanted to record together. Um, And the rest of the tunes we recorded in New Mexico together. And the more we zoomed out, and by the time we were basically done with the recording, we had the whole concept already fleshed out in the order that we wanted, and Down Jacket was first. And the first day of mixing, I listened through with Connor and Jess, and Chris actually wasn't there. And we listened through, we thought about it, we took a lot of notes, and Connor was like, and me and Connor at the same time basically were like, Down Jacket feels different. It just feels different. Mm. And it just became more and more clear that it wasn't, it wasn't part of the project, um, in part because it was removed in time and location from everything sure. else. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's the main reason. And so we actually in trying not to let it go, it did a complete remix of it. Yeah. So there's a full different version of it that I actually really love. I completely retract the guitar and the vocal. Um, <laughs> and we were like, this is cool. This is still not the same. Um, so I'm actually thinking we might release that later, but it felt more and more right to, to leave it as its own thing, not part of the project. That's beautiful. And and to just like be able to make that decision when you did to, to I don't know, I, I feel like sometimes attachment, at least for me, gets in the way of like, right. this is how I conceived yeah. this thing. <laughs> like be like a, it was in my mind. Um, so it's <laughs> yeah. so cool to hear you be like, you know, it just doesn't like props to you for, for feeling that. And Thank you. I'll be honest. It did feel sort of adult or not adult, mature. Because I can, yeah. I can look at that song and say 100% it's catchier than like half the songs on the album. Um, but I was like, okay, do I, want, do I want an album full of bangers or do I want a cohesive story? Yeah. And once I put it that way, it felt obvious what I wanted to do. Well, I mean, speaking of an album full of bangers, I have to shout out my favorites because <laughs> there still are... There are just so, so many good yeah. songs on this album. Are you kidding? It is not lacking in the banger count. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. I, Jerome already really shouted out half the album, so I'll shout out the other half. <laughs> um, but especially, oh my gosh, Pika Pika. Oh, yeah. yeah Sonic fun. Journey. I absolutely, it's just, I, I listened to the entire album while walking outside of my neighborhood and it was like, the trees came alive, the birds were singing with me. It was oh. like, it was, it really soundtracked the moment. Um, and then Sweet Creature. It's, again, I feel like I'll, I'll, I can't say too much or else I'll give it away for people who haven't listened, but it's a, an incredible way to, to, to round out the the story of the album, it like, mm. pr- ugh, 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 ugh. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah, really incredible. Yeah, I 
the people listening to this right now, I, I deeply envy you because for you, it is all available. It is out there and you can add it to your playlist and have it come up whenever you want it to come up. I have to go to the little secret link still. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I eagerly await the day that I will be able to just hit play. Yeah. That'll be cool. Put it on in the car. Oh my gosh, share it with my friends. It's going to be, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I'm excited too. It'll be fun. It'll be weird when it pops up because I've been (laughs) dreaming of that day. Yeah. Um, But thank you. Yeah, Sweet Creature is still so scary to me because it's so just, it just feels so... Right there, I put my little gushy heart in my hands and put it on a little platter, and yes, I accept it. (laughs) I absolutely please take it one hundred percent accept and hide it from everyone else. Um, Yeah, this has been such a great journey to to have gone on with you and to to hear your thoughts evolve across the course of this whole project. Yeah. Um, Thank you for let, like giving us glimpses into, yeah, all of this and really sharing. Because um, it's so rare to get to really like be alongside someone as they, you know, put out the the record of the year. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is really cool, and I'm so excited to listen back to all of the different phases that we went through together. <laughs> feel like we've all been on a journey together. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. How about that? When's our album coming out? <laughs> Stay tuned. I, I'm still shocked that, like, you all recorded this in a house. Like, it, it sounds like the music is amazing. It sounds great. The engineering oh. is great. The recording, it all, it's great. So it's no matter, it's out there. Go listen, everybody. Daphne Gale. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Thanks for listening, Divas. We Love That is brought to you by Kenyon and Jerome. Our music is by Sophia Campomore, and our art is by Griffin Keller. And please drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com. Here goes the bell. Maybe I'll hold off. It's this cute little thing that happens <laughs> every half hour. Oh, gosh. Talk about, talk about keeping good, time. <laughs> talk wow. about gauging your life around increments of time. Okay. Um, um, I love that you noticed that it's a really... Every 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> we love half hours. Um, okay, so 